in jobs in general is, is you have to be yourself because so often we think, oh, who do they want me to be? Well, you know what? They just want you to be you and you are, you have so many gifts to share and that's who they want to see. The oil and gas industry, the driving engine of the world economy, delivering prosperity, innovation and abundance across the globe. Here are the stories of its key players, directly from the leaders themselves. This is Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, where real experiences are passed on from the leaders of today to the leaders of tomorrow. Here is your host, Paige Wilson. Welcome back to another episode of Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, sponsored by AWS Energy. Before I introduce this week's guest, I wanted to ask everyone to support the show like I do every week to take a few moments and leave me a review at iTunes and I'll read it on the show and give you a shout out. This week's five-star review is titled Sincere Leadership and a Great Listen. Just finished listening to your interview with Brandon with ABV. What a true and sincere leadership he shows. Plus he is witty and humorous. What a great listen. Page your show is an inspiration. I never miss an episode. Thank you so much. I always seem to pick up something useful like ABB is a renewable space or that you're not a fan of email. LOL. That is so true. I have about 4,000 emails in my inbox. Love that you help us all open the next door. Awesome. And that's Lizzie 63777. All right. So I'm sitting here this afternoon talking to my guest, Krista Escamilla, owner of Ray ID Workwear, and also the host of the Permian Perspective podcast here on the OTGN network. How's it going, Krista? It's good. How are you doing, Paige? Oh, it's uh, it's 2020. What can we really say, right? <laughs> I think that's all we have to say is, and then there's just this look at each other like, yeah, I know, I know, 2020. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, Krista, let's talk about how you got started in the oil and gas industry, considering you're in Midland, Texas. Well, it's kind of a a long roundabout story, so I'll give you the quick version. I was in broadcasting when I made it to Midland, Texas. I thought I was going to do my two years time here at the local ABC affiliate and I was the morning show anchor. And then I met my husband who I was interviewing at the time. So I tell young reporters, <laughs> I tell young reporters, be careful who you interview. You just might marry him. <laughs> and uh, he asked me to lunch and the rest is history. Four kids later and 22 years later, I'm still here in Midland, Texas. Had a wonderful career in broadcasting as the number one morning show host for the CBS 7 the CBS affiliate here, which is CBS 7, and absolutely love that. It was a great place to work, had a great team. We were just having fun every morning, absolutely loved it. Was probably one of the few people not in oil and gas business. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and five years ago, my husband and I, you know, every morning I was reporting on another fatality. It was so sad, just another fatality, another fatality on our Texas roads, our West Texas roads. And we would get another press release about a week later and they still did not know who the person was. They couldn't be identified. And so my husband and I were, you know, we were, we go on what we call our boardwalk every morning and we were just talking about business and life. And we said, it's too bad that they're, they can't identify 
these poor people earlier because now their family doesn't even know that they've been in this accident. And so we came up with the rig ID bracelet at the time. We were like, you know what, what if oil companies, they had a bracelet and it had a 1-800 number to the company and it also had their contact information that way in case there was a fire, there was an accident or there was, you know, something tragic that happened we would know who this person was because we have so many people that were moving here from other areas. And that's just kind of how the rig ID came to be. You know, we started with a bracelet and then my husband, we have a little bit of a a stint in clothing and apparel with a clothing line we did about 15 years ago that was in Nordstrom. But my husband's always had a passion for clothing. He said, well, what if we do FR clothing and we open a store. And it, you know, it just kind of came from this one idea that just kind of steamrolled into another idea and another idea. And now we have Rig ID workwear and safety, where we do everything from apparel to embroidery, hats, everything, engraving, you name it, we do it. H2S monitors, hard hats. So that's just kind of the long story short on how we got into the oil and gas business. That's awesome. So right now you're not exactly selling, you're also selling apparel, but right now because of how everything has been going, y'all kind of had a transition. We did. We made quite a pivot when COVID-19 hit. Our goal was to keep our team members working and to keep our store open and keep the doors open during the pandemic. And in West Texas, as in in most places, there were some items that were hard to find. Toilet paper, paper towels, water, beans, rice, all those things that were selling out in grocery stores. So our brother-in-law is a Cisco representative and he was, you know, or he has been for years selling to restaurants. So he thought, what if, you know, we sell to you these items and you sell them in your store? And we we said, let's do it. Let's pivot. And we did. And we started our grocery store. We put up a website immediately on our website that people could order eggs and milk and everything from, like I said, paper towels to toilet paper. And we did that for about a month and a half until you know things started to get better in the grocery stores. And then we just found that there wasn't as strong of a need for that. But through it all, we also pivoted in another direction, selling to the hospitals here locally and abroad, the PPE. And that was another way that we were able to keep our employees working and help out our community at the same time. That's awesome. That's great. Thank you. Just, you know, adapt and overcome. That's what seems to be going on here. Absolutely. Yeah. But other than the current challenges that we're having to face with this COVID stuff, what's some stuff that you had to, what are some of the issues and challenges you had to overcome to to get to where you are still with Rig ID? Well, luckily we have, like I said, been able to keep our doors open, keep our team members working. You know, there were some challenges where there just, there were days where there were no customers in the store. And so I would say really kind of keeping the spirits up of our team members, of our own family, just everybody just kind of keeping that positive spirit that I try to embrace every single day that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I believe that this happened for a reason as well. And, And we just have to be strong and work through these challenges. And, you know, this kind of the motto that we had with our kids, I've got four kids, 20, 18, 16, and 11. When this started, I said, guys, it's go time. We're not just going to sit 
and do nothing. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going for our goals. We're going to keep reaching for our dreams. We're going to still go, you know, for those big goals that you had before COVID-19. It may look a little different. It may feel a little different, but it's go time. And so we just kind of embraced that as well, not only at home, but here at the store. And we took it as a time to really kind of clean and organize and be more efficient and do those things that we didn't have time to do before COVID hit. And so that was a big one for us was just from keeping that go time mentality. And I think, I feel like it's, it's worked well for our family and for our business. Excellent. Excellent. So if you had one piece of advice to give our audience, what would it be? Well, I have three mottos that I kind of live by. And I would say that would be my best piece of advice is to dream big believe in yourself and never give up. And those three things, I bet my kids are probably tired of hearing them because I say it it at the end of my podcast. I have it in my (laughs) office. When you walk in my office, it says dream big. But I just think you can't ever limit yourself because you never know what can happen. And you have to put it out there and dream big. And and I don't care what that dream is. You've got to keep it in front of you and look at it and work for it every single day. And if you do that, if you believe in yourself, and you never give up, those dreams will happen. And I've seen it. I've definitely lived it. I've definitely have not re- you know, received all my big dreams that I've had put out there, but a lot of them I have. I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. That was a big dream that I had. And I was able to obtain it by dreaming big. And so, you know, there's several others. I was told, oh, you'll, you'll never make it as an anchor woman. 1% of the people that graduate from a communications major will actually make it on air. And I thought, well, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to dream big. You know, I'm not going to let what anyone else ever says or does define what my goals and dreams are. And I would say that would be one of the biggest pieces of advice I have is don't let anyone else ever define that. That is for you to decide and for you to dream and go for. And if you do those three things, then sky's the limit. That's fantastic. That's really fantastic. And I, and I actually know that's your motto because I follow you on Facebook. So I see that pretty often <laughs> and I've been in your office. So that's right. Yay. I love it when we spent that day together here. You need to come back to West Texas. I know. I know. I know. I've been so busy with this whole COVID thing. Just, everything everything we were doing just has been booming. Right. Um, and I'm not trying to boast or brag or anything, but I've been incredibly fortunate yeah. during this time. And it seems that you have as well, which is funny because you and I have something in common about all this. We just had daughters graduate. Yeah. During this. <laughs> um, our poor seniors, our brilliant seniors. Yes. The class of 2020, they were dealt a bad hand, but you know, I feel like the ones that I know and have seen, they have definitely made lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> so, yeah, it, yeah. you know, it was a shock, I think, at first. And I don't know if your daughter kind of experienced that, you know, with mine. They actually, she had a full ride scholarship. They canceled, they canceled the golf program where she was going to go. <gasps> so here for two years, we thought she had one route. And so not only was she dealing with the no school, not finishing out the way, senior graduations, you know, looking different, but then to find out the college you're going to, you're not going to anymore. And so that's, wow. But, you know, once again, we looked at it as everything happens for a reason and God's got a bigger plan than we ever could have dreamed of. And she received another offer and just accepted yesterday 
and we'll still be able to go play college golf. And so it worked out. It just is different, you know? So you have to, yeah. you've got to make that lemonade and I love lemonade. So why not? <laughs> it totally works out. It works out. It does. <laughs> so what book influenced you the most and why? Oh goodness. What book? I've got so many books that have influenced me throughout my life that it's hard to pick just one. Well, give me some of them. I would say, <laughs> I could tell you some books I've read recently that have really had some influence. One of them is The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Have you read or listened to that one? No, I haven't. Oh, it's good. See, I and I listen to a lot of books because I'm a runner. And so I run in the mornings and I, that's when I do a lot of my listen to podcasts and listen to books. But it's such a good one because it helps with anything. If you've got if you've got anxiety, if you've got just things in your life where you're, you're procrastinating on, because, you know, raise your hand if you're a procrastinator out there. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> I'm raising my hand, Krista. <laughs> I have such bad ADHD. It's <laughs> well, this is a great book for that because it just, it kind of helps you with that. Mel Robbins says, you just have to go five, four, three, two, one, go. So I don't care if you're laying in bed and you've been there 20 minutes and you're just not getting that foot out, out of the bed. You count backwards from five, four, three, two, one, and go. And there is something about that that works. It does work. And she explains it a lot better than I could in this podcast, but she explains the part of the brain, the way it works by counting backwards is more effective than if you said one, two, three, go. You have to count backwards because then you're going to just do it. And you feel so much better after you do it. So if you're procrastinating on sending that email or picking up the phone, (laughs) I understand because I'm not really in love with emails. I probably have 10,000 that I have not. (laughs) I'll get that page. But if there's an email that you need to return, you do that five, four, three, two, one, go. And you feel better afterwards. And it's normal. She said, it's normal to have those feelings. So anyway, it's a great book. Another one I, I read recently, 12 Roles of Life, Jordan B. Peterson really good book. The one that I actually had someone suggest to me in my podcast is called This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. And I have not read it. I just downloaded it and I cannot wait. I'm excited to read that one. Oh, good. Yeah. Let me know. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say is your most used business tool? Oh, most used business tool. Well, in podcasting, it's the microphone. (laughs) I know, right? But my most used business tool as a business owner would definitely be my day planner. I like to write everything down and see it so I know where I need to be. I feel like if you write it down, it's going to happen. And if you don't, it's not going to happen. And so I, I, I feel the same way about that because I know people laugh at me. I live out of my calendar, but but writing it down helps me remember it. Yes. It's it's like it implants in your brain and it sticks. Yes, for sure. That definitely has been one that I've used since college, really. It has been probably my number one tool is is just writing it down. And I remember someone telling me that when I was in college that that it helps to write write things down. And I didn't really realize it until years later. And I keep all my old day planners. I know I'm weird, but No, I do the same thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like to just look back at them and go, oh yeah, I remember that, you know, because or just look at, you know, look at that day and go, oh, what a great day that was. And, and, and it's just a reminder that, you know, to me to, to 
stay focused on the goal, but to write it down. And whether it's for the day, the month or the year, it just helps me stay organized as a mom and as a business owner. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Who's your most respected competitor? Well, okay. This is going to sound cheesy, but I feel like my biggest competitor is myself. I look in the mirror and that's my biggest competitor because every day I just want to be better than how I was yesterday. I don't know. That makes complete sense. And I want to see everybody succeed. I want to see everybody's podcast do well. I want to see everyone's business do well. I want to see, I want to see everybody thrive and survive and get their goals and dreams. And so I really don't look at anyone else as a competitor except for, you know, myself and and who I was yesterday and how I can be better today. If I had to pick someone that she, and she doesn't think I'm a competitor, but I love, I love Oprah Winfrey and, and I, love, I love Reese Witherspoon and I love their podcasts. And so I just love their personal connection and how they interview people and just how they tell other people's stories. Because to me as a podcaster, I want to share stories and I want people to learn from them because I know I learn something new every single time I sit and interview someone. And so that's my goal as a podcaster is just share those good stories and help others be the best they can be. It's one of my favorite things about doing this is, is sharing people's story and, and learning something too. Yeah. So, Isn't it great? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It just hearing everybody's different experiences and it's just, it's, it's helped me become a better interviewer. Yes. Sure. Yes. I could not agree more. And you're a great interview. And I love, that's what I love about your podcast is too, is that you do, you learn something every single time and to hear what other people are listening to. I always feel like that's a way for me to learn too. You know, how, how can I now take what I've learned from them and incorporate it into my business or my life, personal or or business? So. Right. I don't, couldn't even imagine going back to listening to like the first few episodes of my show because <laughs> they're gonna be horrible. No, I bet they were great. I bet they were great on episode one. <laughs> I was so nervous. It was so new and fresh to me. Yeah. So yeah, great answer. What's your most important lesson learned? Most important lesson learned would be oh, there's so many, but be yourself. It's it's one that. I think a lot of people think that they have to be something they're not, but really what if they're looking for you? And I think that happens a lot in job interviews. I think it happens in jobs in general is, is you have to be yourself because so often we think, oh, who do they want me to be? Well, you know what? They just want you to be you and you are, you have so many gifts to share and that's who they want to see. And I remember this distinctively when I was a young broadcaster, talk about being awful. When I was a young reporter, I, my first, I can't even look at any of my first reports, but I remember getting up there on the anchor desk and thinking I had to sound like Barbara Walters and say, in the news today, blah, 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 and use what would I call the anchor voice. And afterwards I watched and I thought, who is that person? That's not me. And I remember someone gave me really good advice and they said, just because you're sitting on that anchor desk or you're asking someone a question or you're, you know, as a reporter and you have a microphone in your hand, 
that doesn't mean that you have to sound a certain way or act like the people that have gone before you. You need to be yourself because people want to see you. They don't want to see an imitation of someone else. And I think that was probably one of the best pieces of advice I was given early on because I was overthinking everything like most of us do. We overthink things. And I was thinking, this is how I have to be. No, you, you need to be yourself. Well, why do you think people do that? I think it's more than just being liked or accepted. I think it's a little deeper. I think there's anxiety and nervousness and you're always thinking, well, what are they thinking? And instead of just being confident in who you are and and believing in yourself. And I think a lot of us growing up, you do, you want to be liked. You want other people to like you. So then you just start to I don't know. You go inside in your head too much. And we all, we all do it. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all gotten in our heads and think this is the way we're supposed to be or how we're supposed to act or what we're supposed to do. But I think once you get out of your head and you realize that you are great and you have wonderful things to offer, it's just our own insecurities that cause us to do that. And so once you get over that and realize that, you know, I am myself and if they like me, fantastic. And if they don't, that's okay too. And that's a hard thing to get over. And it took me to get into my forties to get there, but that's exactly what I was going to say is the older I get, the less crap I care about what people think about me. Exactly. Exactly. And it took many years to get there, but I love being in this, in this headspace because it just makes everything you do shine brighter. Oh, yeah, definitely. How is your role now important to the future of the oil and gas industry, you think? My role as a business owner or my, or my role as a podcaster? Both of them. Well, as a business owner, I think the role is important because to me, we need to be safe. When we sell a safety item to someone here in the Permian Basin, I think, well, you know, we're keeping someone's father safe, someone's son safe, someone's daughter, someone's, you know, mom safe in the oil field. And that's a good feeling. And it's a good feeling to be helping both my husband and I come from very community minded families and wanting to help others. And so it's just one of those things where we feel like we can give back and we can help people and keep them safe in their day-to-day life because we know that people love them. And that's important. As a podcaster, say it's almost the same thing, but a little different. It's more on an internal. To me, I think everybody needs to, and once again, this sounds kind of cheesy, but I want everyone to have peace, love, and happiness. <laughs> but I feel, I feel like if we can bring a little peace and a little love and a little happiness to someone's day through our podcast and Permian Perspective and help someone learn that that's going to trickle out into the community as well. And when a community comes together like West Texas does, and, and I've seen it for over 22 years, how they do come together in tragedy and in good times. I feel blessed to be a part of that process and to be able to help keep positive spirits because to me, your attitude is everything. And if you can have positivity in whatever situation you're going through, it'll make a difference. And I think our community can do that as well, not just on a one-on-one level, but it can trickle out. It's almost like smiling at someone, right? It becomes contagious. Yes, absolutely. That's why I love to smile. (laughs) (laughs) I I always tell my kids, what's the prettiest thing you can put on in the morning? Your smile. (laughs) (laughs) And the smile is contagious. I mean, it really is. It can make someone else's day and you don't know what that other person is going through. Exactly. So yeah, so smile. Everybody smile. (laughs) I'm smiling right now. Thank you, Krista. (laughs) 
So what's your favorite podcast since you say you listen to audiobooks and podcasts while you're running? Oh, I have a lot. Of course, I love Permian Perspective and all the OGGN podcasts. <laughs> I love listening to yours as well, Paige. And I actually, this was the first OGGN podcast I ever listened to. Oh, that's awesome. Sorry, Mark, but I don't think I listened to Mark's until like three or four months after I learned of OGGN. But I love all of them. They're just fantastic. I listen to so many. Quote of the Day show is one. Uh Don Croxton, I listen to his every morning because, you know, just with my news background, I like to cover all the bases and listen to the news in the morning and listen to NPR. I listen to Pastor Rick. He has a great Pastor Rick's Daily Hope is just a great podcast. And then our mayor, our local mayor here, Patrick Payton has a fantastic podcast. No kidding. Yes. um, Called No Neutral Moments. He's been doing for about a year. And he was a pastor at a local church here for many years. And he left that over a year ago to start his podcast. And then it actually ran for mayor after that and was elected. And his podcast is great too. And that's called No Neutral Moments. God, I love Oprah Winfrey's. That's super soul conversations. I could listen to that all day long. She's just, <laughs> she's just incredible. Yeah, that's enough. There's a lot more, but those, 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 <laughs> are my, those are my go-tos. And then I mix that up when I run in the morning, that and my music that I listen to in the morning. So Right. That's how I, I can't listen to podcasts when running. I have to listen to something very upbeat. Yeah. I noticed my times are a lot slower when I listen to podcasts. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, really? A 12 minute mile or 13 minute mile? What were you doing? Like, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> well, so as a podcaster, this is going to be probably my last question for you, but as a podcaster, which episode have you done that's been your favorite so far? Ooh, that's a good question. There have been so many. Okay, let me think. Right off the top of my head, I did one with the owner of Wildcat Tools. Oh, Aaron. Aaron Marquez is was uh-huh. really, really good. And I lo- I just loved hearing his story of coming from such humble beginnings and just just he had so many great, you know, pieces of advice and words of wisdom. His was fantastic. Jamie Butler's was wonderful from Baker Hughes. Oh yeah. Interviewed her as well. In fact, I think we, I think it was at the right before we announced that we were launching your show. Yes, yes. Patrick Payton was as another guest that his was great. The mayor, outgoing mayor Jerry Morales, his was great. Dr. Ray Perryman, an economist, on he you know gave some great information as well, and just to hear his story of how he got to where he is today was was pretty incredible. Yeah, there was a lot of good ones. It's hard to think off the top of my head, but I would say, you know, each one, I took a little nugget of information and used it, you know, in the future. And I love that. I just kind of, you know, like, especially I like what Aaron had to say about pivoting. My husband and I have always believed that, you know, you never know in in your business which way it's going to go. And we've pivoted several times over the past 22 years and to hear someone else say that they do that too, it was just like, it just kind of gave you that reinforcement of like, yeah, it happens to everybody, not just, you know, not yeah. with you. And so that was a good one. It's always good to have a plan B or a plan C or a plan D. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like these times right now, I mean, who would have ever seen that what 
our, you know, our world is going through. Nobody could have seen this. Everybody has had to shift and pivot in some way. And yeah, it's just been, it's just been one of the things that, that we've learned throughout life, but that's what makes us stronger and that makes us resilient. Yeah, exactly. All right. So thank you for joining me. I've been wanting to do this for a long time and I guess it completely slipped my mind, but if people want to reach out to you and, or get to know more about Rig ID or the Permian's perspective, how can they go about doing that, Krista? Well, they can go to permianperspective.com. Of course, they can reach out on OGGN. I'm also on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and on Facebook. It's just Krista Escamilla. And I can be reached at any of those. And yeah, follow me. And especially if you want a daily dose of optimism, I like to post on my well, yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's incredibly refreshing. Well, thank you. I just, I think sometimes in this world, we just, we need to sometimes tune out some of the negative and focus on the positive. And that's what I try to do every single day. And so hopefully I can share a little bit of that, you know, throughout the day. So that's my goal. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. I was thinking, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. It's been so much yeah. fun. I love, <laughs> I love that we can share this time together in a different way. Usually we're on the phone or I'm texting you, help me. And <laughs> <laughs> can we FaceTime so you can show me how to do this? Yeah, tell, tell me how to how do I run this program? So you've been such a big help to me in the in podcasting. I really appreciate it. And just love your show and, and wish you continued success. So thank you for having me on today. Oh yeah. Thank you for coming on. And, and you're just such a pleasure to work with. So thank you. I definitely appreciate you. Well, thank you. All right. So that concludes this episode. So just remember it's up to you to open the next door. Now here's events on deck. Hey everybody, Alex here with the events on deck. So due to current circumstances, of course, we are not able to have any in-person events. So I have nothing of that nature to update you guys on. But we have been hosting some virtual events. So OGGN is wanting to offer free webinars, live happy hours, etc. during this time. Since these events are not scheduled out as far in advance as in-person events, we would like to keep you guys updated via Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So be sure to keep checking up on that and we'll keep you guys posted on anything we're offering. It has been free. We want to offer you guys value during this time that we're all at home. So please continue checking in and joining us for these virtual events. We are looking forward to seeing you guys whenever we're able to have in-person events and hope you're staying safe and sound. Tune in next week for another intriguing episode of Oil & Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasindustryleaders.com.